Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Marvin's World podcast, a podcast aimed at helping all creators make what they love their full-time job. If you like the podcast and you see some great value in it, share it with your friends, spread the word, and obviously give us a fantastic review on iTunes or Amazon. Spread the word. Now, today we're in for an absolutely um fantastico perfecto guest her name is maritza Polanco. she and she's coming all the way from guatemala she says right marvin i want to go on an english-speaking podcast and like no other podcast out there and i want to spread the word on how the spanish language works compared with the english language she is an absolutely remarkable individual and you guys are going to absolutely love her hello maritza Hello, Marmin. I am happy to be here uh, sharing this time with you. And let's start. <laughs> That's straight to the point. So yes. <laughs> it, it's great to have you here. And I just want to sort of sort of get to it and like just tell us a bit about yourself and like how you became to being a Spanish tutor. I started teaching Spanish classes at a younger age. I received several trainings in my hometown. I worked several consecutive years with uh, Norwegian students groups. And then I ventured into the world of technology, teaching online classes, which is completely uh, different. I made very good friends in face-to-face uh, -face classes, but I have learned a lot with my students about their culture and the cultural difference between our countries. I learned with the face-to-face -face classes that you are more than a Spanish teacher or a tutor. You are a therapist, you are a friend, you can be a sister to the students, especially with the students who spend more than a month in a foreign country. And I have currently been working online online for five years and I also help doctors, nurses and medical students with the Spanish language because I study medicine in the past but I am not a doctor. I did internships in the hospital, hospital with the real patients but I realized that the medicine was not my thing and now I have finished two careers, international relations and political science so conversations I, that I have with, in general with my students are related to the social issues. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's my story. So, and how has like political science and international relations sort of, like, and being in medicine helped you today? Like, what, what aspects, what parts of those subjects have you taken into life? Uh, with uh, my actual career um, helped me to have a real conversation with my students about about the social issues and we can mix that with the with the grammar and um, my my years in the medical school helped me to um, training them to know the the real <laughs> how to to talk with the patients uh, in Spanish, because you know, uh, United States it's a country uh, made of migrants, and uh, migration is a 
issue that never stops. So I help uh, my students to, to understand uh, that issue and to, to know the, the reasons why uh, there are a lot of migrants in the currently time. Corona time, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. <laughs> and um, what what made you? Why why did you decide to be, to become a language teacher? What is it that rather than like I don't know, being a bodybuilder or UFC fighter, made you decide to become a language teacher? Uh, okay, yeah, uh, the curiosity to know what is beyond the borders, the curiosity, the interest to meet people and cultures different from mine, and uh, to teach students my language, but also to show them a little bit about Guatemala, about my city, Shela. Uh, I have not traveled around the world, but through my students. So, yes. Okay. I'm I'm going to ask a stupid question, and this is a bit off topic of the language thing, but could you give me like a brief overview of like how the different cultures of Latin America are different, and of course like places like Cuba, Puerto Rico, and you got like Colombia, Mexico. Well, it's not is it Mexico, and then you got Chile. Like, how do those sort of nations and Guatemala, of course. How do those, how Uruguay, Paraguay, how, how does each nation differ in terms of its culture or, and Argentina as well and like the way it speaks Spanish? Okay, um, the accent, I think the difference, we share the language, but the difference between uh, American Latin countries is the accent expressions that you can find. Uh, you don't, you have to be open to learn new words if you decide to travel around the world, around uh, um, America, Latin America. Because in Guatemala, we use some words, but if you decide to go to Argentina, you're gonna find another expressions, another accent. So you have to be open to, to receive the new words. And we share a lot of um, uh, cultural issues. So I think the difference is um, the accent that you're gonna find uh, the new words, the new expressions, because it's not the same in Guatemala, for example. Say, let me think one word. Oh, okay, I have uh, one word like strawberry. In Mexico, in, in, in Guatemala, strawberry is like, in, in Spanish, fresa, means someone who is, um, or came from uh, with a rich family. But in, in Argentina, instead of use fresa, use another word for describe that kind of people. So it's, the language is raw in, in America Latina. Okay. And so, but you, you've, you've traveled quite a lot as well, haven't you? Like you said that your husband's from America and like, tell us about that. 
about uh, his experience? No, but you traveled to different countries, haven't you? Oh, no, no. I said I have not traveled around the world. I know the, all the world through my students. Ah, okay. And so one thing I want to look at, so I don't know, if, my, if, if, if I wanted to learn Spanish now, what would be your tips? Like what would be your starter pack to, to get someone to learn Spanish if they're English? Uh, mm, okay. Mm, time is need. There is not a precise formula to learn the, the language of to to learn the one language fast because each students learn differently it is necessary defining the goals doing tasks so as not to get frustrated and learning spanish uh, it's for me it's like a building a building you must build a good foundation to complete the learning process so um my advice for you or for the or listeners is defining goals take time and doing tasks and don't be uh, oh my god i can remember the word but don't be discouraged don't okay. give up is the word that i i am looking for don't give up okay and if, if someone wants to go and no never mind <laughs> uh, what, what and what so basically you're saying it just varies on the person and like how do you find out what approach to apply to someone based on their character how do, how do you adjust your teaching based on who you're talking to mm, i think so depending on the person you're talking to yes exactly yes. how do you how do you adjust your teaching so i don't know if i'm really if i'm really speak a lot of spanish straight away but my grammar is terrible or if i learn slow what do i do or like how, what's your process oh okay okay i see i see uh, i use a different exercise uh, for my students and uh, because sometimes they get frustrated quickly because they said I want to I want to learn Spanish uh, quickly because I need to talk with my patients or I need to travel in a couple days but um, sometimes they don't understand that this this is a process so um, in, uh, in my experience I prefer to use a uh, <laughs> many many tools uh, apps um, flashcards and depends depends what uh, what the students like you know okay some students prefer use apps but some students uh, I have students uh, in old age so they prefer use flashcards so we try with podcasts, we try with um, 
different exercise. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on the person. And what, what, what would you say are the main differences between the English and Spanish language? Like the way it works and structures. Okay, okay. Uh, the first one is uh, pronunciation. English is written and read differently, meaning it is not pronounced, uh, is not read phonetically. On the other hand, the Spanish language is writing and read the same. In Spanish, we read all the vowels, except in the in the words that use Q, because uh, U is used, which has not sound to accompany the letter. But in English, there are vowels that are not pronounced, like tough, like although you omit some vowels. And another difference is the grammatical tenses. In, in Spanish, we have more grammatical forms, more conjugations compared to the English language. It is a challenge to remember all the Spanish conjugations forms. And there are more words in Spanish. For example, in Spanish, we use the word política for policy and politic. And depending on the context, we know the meaning. These type of words in Spanish are called homographs. Well, in English, homophones are more common with the same or similar sound, but in different spelling. For example, and please help me with this because it's tough for me. Bear, beer, birth, and beer. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard. And uh, yeah, tell me. No, I was just saying, okay. Cool. Okay. 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 It's it's hard for me that kind of words in English. The position of adjectives in English we write the adjectives before the noun. Uh, for example, a small love, black cat, bee house. Then added placement in Spanish. Another difference: the use of personal pronouns in Spanish. Uh, you can omit them, but in English you have to use them. The gender of words. In Spanish, there are feminine and masculine nouns. In English, there are not. And in Spanish, we use the article to define the gender in some nouns, such as la estudiante, el estudiante. In English, you just use the. Oh, okay. Without gender, yes. <coughs> and the importance of the pronunciation. In English, if a word is mispronounced, it can totally change the meaning. In Spanish, if the English vowel sounds is used to read the Spanish words, it can change the meaning. For example, mm -hmm. hombre, hombro. Hombre means uh, man, uh, hombro, shoulder. Or the pronunciation, oh. yes, yes, it's, it's, it's uh, tricky because the vowels is a, is a clue. But sometimes uh, you pronounce the these words in with the vowels, the sounds uh, English vowels, hombre, hombro, or the pronunciation of the R, double R. For example, carro versus caro, carro, caro, carro means car, caro is expensive, so it's tricky too. 
Oh, and how? So if if I was to tell a joke in Spanish, how would it translate? So like a joke that I sometimes use. So I say, I'm half Irish and I'm half Chinese, and I say, which means I'm a hardworking alcoholic. How would that translate in Spanish? Hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, okay, tell me the, the joke one more time. Uh, I am half English, half Irish, which means I'm a hardworking alcoholic. Okay. Soy mitad eh, irlandés, soy mitad chino. Eso significa que soy... Okay, what is the last part? Um, half Irish, half Chinese, which means I'm a hard-working alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> okay. Soy mitad irlandés, soy mitad chino. Eso significa que... Eh, Estoy trabajando duro en el alcoholismo. Oh, <laughs> well, that sounds funny. That sounds better than it did in English. <laughs> sí, sí. Sí. It's, it's, it's curious. It's curious. And so when... Um... Oh, let me, let me finish. Let me finish. I have another uh, difference in the, with the language. Um, yep. Literal translations, in some cases, a literal translation from English to Spanish will be possible, but it's not always the case. Uh, but language use uh, other expressions, other grammatical forms, for example, um, to be. In, in English, uh, in some expressions, in Spanish, you have to use another verb, to have. Like, in English, you say, I am cold. Um, in Spanish we say tengo frío so we change the verb so is the the difference or the, the example okay and, and yeah <laughs> we keep it's, it's I think it's because of the um, the zoom sometimes the signal takes a while to go ahead With English, I think, yes, I, it, it's, it's hard to find uh, in some cases the literal translation. And it's possible in some sentence, but not always in, is the reason why some students get frustrated quickly because it's happened to me sometimes because uh, I want to translate all the sentence uh, literal to Spanish, it doesn't work. Hmm. And how does the sense of humor differ in Spanish to English? So if, if I, like, do, like if in English, England, sometimes we banter with each other. So we make fun of each other and we say, we, we say, oh, look at that shoe. It looks like you borrowed it from a shed or something. And then someone says, ha ha, look at your face or whatever. I mean, what? how does Spanish humor or Guatemalan sort of humor differ to like English or English-American humor? And, okay. 
didn't realize that uh, the humor uh, is quite different because I, I watched some series in, from, from England, from United States. I see uh, we have a um, different sense of, sense of humor. And, but I realized also that uh, the um, people from the United States and the Europeans, they don't uh, touch each other. I don't know how to explain this. It's like when we are laughing or making a joke, we are more like a touchy. We touch each other like, uh, look at that, ha ha ha. And we uh, touch each other in a good way. Yeah, you know, we hug and we like, look, look, uh, or something with the elbow or something like that. But I realized in the United States, you have to, or even uh, Europa, you have to like, to take your distance or something like that. But we are like more, in Latin America, we are more like warm in that sense. So, and also I realized that the sense of humor, it's more dark, it's darker. It's, it's uh, in England or in Europa in general, in the United States. And here in Latin America, um, I, I think it's the same, but I, I mean, um, we have we we have jokes in in double sense. I think in yes, in English, you have that kind of uh, jokes, but I, here in Latin America, I realized that with the music, with the sense of humor, we are more like um, I can find the word, but it's different. It, in general, it's like we are more warm and in the United States or Canada or Europeans are more uh, cold, but in a good way, okay? <laughs> Maybe I can find the word, so I, I don't want to express myself that. So you're, you're in, a, what's it called, sort of a biracial marriage in a way? And, and I, I, so you're in a mixed race marriage with your husband. Like, is he? He's he's from America, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how do you find the cultures to be different between you and him? Oof, uh, that it's a good question because um, I think uh, the people from Guatemala or in even Latin America in general, we are like, we have another rhythm of life. We are more like chill out and he's like, he has this feeling like to do the things quickly. And in, in my case, I do the things more like uh, chill, chill out, like take it easy. Uh, we have a time, but he's no, no, it's like he lives life more quickly and and also our beliefs or 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 believings, for example, uh, <laughs> in Guatemala, even in Cuba, uh, we have the the belief of if you 
walk on the floor without or with the barefoot or without shoes you can get sick please use shoes or you're gonna get sick and my husband says eh, i'm not la i'm not latino <laughs> <laughs> and something like that something like that and in general i think the most of people think that we are unpunctual but it's not it's not in all the cases we are like um we are we we are punctual if uh, with the work in general could be a, a stereotype uh, but i realized uh, the dif uh, with my husband and i i see that difference for example if i um, settle a date um, maybe I can be a little bit flicky. I don't know if these expressions uh, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, I can uh, call um, uh, my friend. I said, oh, uh, uh, a couple minutes um, um, before and said, oh, I'm not coming. I'm sorry. And we can see you tomorrow or next week. And it's okay. <laughs> but I realized that for Americans uh, or people from the United States, this is a big deal because uh, the time or the dates, it's really, really uh, serious, really important. And another difference that you're going to find here in Guatemala, uh, I think even in Mexico or South America, in some places, I think uh, if you um have an appointment with a doctor if your appointment is uh, 3 p.m probably uh, that means that you're gonna uh, have your appointment 4 p.m or 4 30 or maybe 5 p.m because um the doctors are busy or you know um but i realized that that thing never happens in the United States because if you, they have a lot of respect uh, for the time of their patients, but that don't happen here in, in Guatemala. If you are a surgery, maybe, maybe there are more like strict with, with the time, but no with the appointments, regular appointments. So it's another difference that I see between, in my case, Guatemala and the United States. And which country is better? No, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> don't, okay. don't answer that. <laughs> okay. I, I, I never have been in the United States, so I can, I don't gonna be fair with this answer, but now, because I am living in Guatemala, I prefer to live in Guatemala. I am happy in Guatemala because you, you can find many things to do here in Guatemala. It's the life here is, uh, that I told you, it's easier, it's calm, it's chill out, and you can find some place, many places to, to make many, many things like hiking and yeah see many good landscapes so yeah 
But uh, yeah, I know in general state you're gonna find many good things like to hiking or yeah. But in Guatemala, even America Latina, America Latina is like, it's the reason why uh, when I see ah. my case in another person's like uh, couples, uh, mixed couples, I realized that uh, the Europeans, the people from the United States, the Canadians, they found a treasure in Latin America because I, I know and I, I knew many people that decide to settle down in Latin America because uh, it's easier to live here and the people are really kind, they uh, are really welcome and they receive you like they know you before from the old life. So, and yeah, <laughs> I think it's, uh, yes, I prefer, for the moment I prefer to live here, but I, my answer is not fair because it's not um, fair because I need to, I need to go to the United States. I need to go to Europe, Europa, so. I am waiting to this uh, COVID-19 end. Hopefully it finishes soon. <laughs> I hope so. so and how do you find, um, what have been some interesting students you've had? Don't, actually, no, let me rephrase it because this is confidential. How, what have been some, in, who, What's been a very funny moment that you've had with your students? Uh, <laughs> I have uh, many. I don't know what I I gonna choose, but I remember uh, some some day I I met a celebrity. I think it's a celebrity. It happened many years ago yes. when I was teaching at a local school a conversation when, with a student, it came up. Uh, you know, you always ask, where are you from? What do you do? And something like that to introduce uh, uh, and to know the student. But uh, on that occasion, my student told me, I'm an actor. But this time uh, he, he gave me names of series and movies. In the list of names, I recognized Legally Blonde. I recognized that movie because I had seen it and I got ex excited. I was so happy, like, oh, I can't believe it. So I had to take a picture with uh, this actor, uh, James Reed. Uh, you don't always have the opportunity to meet an actor in your hometown, so far away from Hollywood. So I was so excited. I remember that the the students and teachers they don't understand what's going on in that time. It's like Marita, why aren't you taking pictures with your student? Why are you laughing? Why you are so excited? I said, he's an actor. He's an actor. What kind of actor? Uh, he he um, 
is actor in Legally Blonde. They say, oh, I want to take a picture too. So uh, all the teachers start to make a line to take a picture with James Reed. So it was so funny. And another history could be in a speech uh, in my hometown, in, the, uh, in a local school that I used to work. Uh, every Friday, it was like graduation day. So the students have to give a speech. In that speech, my students said, um, I was fun with my teacher, but he confused have fun with the verb, let me remember, uh, to undress. So, uh, because it's, it's quite uh, similar in Spanish. Have fun is um, divertirse, and to undress is desvestirse. Divertirse, desvestirse. So you can see. And when he started to, uh, oh, during the speech, my students said, oh, I was fun. Uh, oh, um, instead of said, I, I was, oh, I have fun with my teacher. He said like, I undress or something like that with my teacher. He, uh, my co-workers co start to laugh a lot and look at me like, Oh, <laughs> because it's like, I said, so I asked my student, like, what are you saying? And he said in English, have fun. I said, no, to say to, to, uh, to Andres and everybody started to laugh. I said, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, have fun, have fun, no Andres, no Andres. So it was so funny. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> Some students, um, some students change the, the, the verb because, because are quite similar. Some quiet and similar, but are really, really completely different. <laughs> and what have, what have been your struggles that you've had to overcome when becoming a teacher? What's been hard about it and what's been difficult? think uh, I'm just to be a shy person uh, the language uh, English is not necessary if you want to teach Spanish but I think at the beginning I want to know people I want to know um, new people and the language it was uh, for me like a, like a wall between me and the, the new the new people because um, at the beginning it was like, if I want to know someone, um, just <laughs> with mimics or something like that. So uh, I think the language, language at the beginning, but uh, I'm just to be a shy person. So to defeat uh, that issue in my life, I think it was the It was a challenge for me and because I have to um, make like, um, let me, 
I'm, I'm just to be, oh, I'm start to be a tourist guide in my hometown. So to stand up in front of many foreigners and start to, to speak with them. So <laughs> I have to defeat uh, my shyness. Okay. And what is, how have you changed your teaching? over the years you like how long have you been a teacher for and how have you changed your approach to teaching mm, um i have a uh, now uh, 13 years uh, working as a teacher a spanish teacher and um well i think working uh, as a spanish teacher changed me a lot of, uh, especially to came from a small country, <laughs> a beautiful and small country. Because here in Guatemala, I think in America, uh, Latin America in general, you're gonna find this stereotype of, of this um, thought about the oh, many machismo, many machismo, you know, the, the women's uh, uh, grow and they are educated to get married, to uh, raise children, you know what I mean? And to be a Spanish teacher changed me a lot because um, my mind was open. So I met many um Women who told me, Marita, you have to travel, you have to know uh, uh, this. You know, they share, they sh all my students share with me many experience, many knowledge. So I realized that um, there are more than be a mother, more than be a um, uh, you know, in the time when I I was younger, <laughs> a teenager, more than a study or finish a career and settle down, they inspire me to to want to travel, to want to know the world, and to fight for the human rights, to be more tolerant, uh, uh, tolerant, because in Guatemala there are a lot of homophobia, a lot of, a lot racism. So yeah, I think um, that made me change a lot of. That's so, okay. So because you were exposed to different cultures, you became more tolerant or you understanding. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Ah. And yeah, I mean, I think it is in any sort of country across the world, if it's just one race and you don't come across other cultures, then you will get ideas on them because you don't mix with them. Yes, exactly. I, I met a lot of uh, foreigners and they, I was surprised like, oh, you are a, yes, I, they, um, told me their stories and I realized, oh, 
I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> they are a woman, so I can do. I can do that. So, yes, I think that made me change, and uh, I realized that now uh, I see the difference, and um, because oh, it's it's <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I am happy that this happened to me for this decision because. Um, maybe understand that um, you can do more things with your life more than the your society. Okay, let me check. Society, society, society. More than your society. Have to that you have to do. Okay, and what? So one thing that I find that I want to sort of get into is how it was. There anything in your family background that made you want to be a language teacher? Do you think? Is there anything through like your family growing up that made you want to do it, or you just think it, you just fell into it? No, actually, my father is uh, is a doctor, and my mother is um, what is that kind of profession? Uh, hair hair stylist. Yeah, hair stylist. Okay, exactly. So no, actually, I received a lot of support uh, from my mother because. Um, she said, yeah, you can do it. You, you can go to the training. You can go to the, the college to receive your training. So you can do it. Uh, but my father, he was more uh, focused to give me advice about to continue my career like as a doctor. But I decided to stop uh, studying medicine because I realized it was not my thing and to decide to to teaching Spanish it was more like support I received support from my mother but no they are not Spanish teachers and so yeah, there's a lot of, I want to look at sort of what has been, what have been memories with teaching students that have you found challenging? What have been moments that during your journey as a teacher where you've been like, oh my God, this is, this is so hard. What am I going to do? <laughs> okay. Uh, I, in the past, I, had students that they want to learn quickly and i have to be patient because uh, they said what what's next what is next i know already that so i said okay let's see if you know already this okay let's uh, make a quiz and the quiz of course <laughs> not good and <laughs> but they no 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 already i know that so for me to deal with the um, 
the students who are like they want to learn quickly they are not patient they want to i think it was the 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 the, the it was a challenge for me because i uh, be quiet maritza deep breathe deeply and keep going and try to be patient with my students the students that are like that because uh, yes, I had a, a student uh, like, like that, like it was, no, already I know that. Okay, let's see if you already know like that. Oh, okay, let's continue. And then uh, they get frustrated because they say, no, I, I can't use this, or I don't remember this, because they um, accumulate a lot of uh, information and I think is the some some things that the students do wrong uh, during the, the in the learning process because they want to read transla translations. Uh, sometimes uh, they filling book uh, notebooks with uh, a lot of vocabulary and they don't use it. Uh, trying to learn, uh, they. Uh, Trying to learn Spanish uh, with certain uh, certain type of uh, music genre, so I have students that say, "Marita, Marita, I found this uh, song," and <laughs> and they try to to learn Spanish with that kind of music, and sometimes uh, it doesn't work, and sometimes. The, uh, they came to me and they uh, showed me a book uh, and they've been reading a complex book when they mm. are starting to learn the language. So yes, I found the students like that. I said, can you change that book? Say, no, I'm so excited to read this book. Yo, okay, <laughs> it's not the, the, the good idea, but Okay, not using the words you have learned and using English instead. Uh, ah. Or being afraid to speak for fear of saying the, the wrong words or repeat verbs and conjugations, even sentence in a mechanical way without understanding that uh, what are you reading. So it's a challenge. It's a challenge. Oh. But, but yeah, you know. I try to give the, the best of advice for my students because, you know, you, uh, I'm, I am English a student, so I understand when they, uh, when they say, Maritza, uh, this is hard. I can pronounce uh, this word. I say, yes, I understand. <laughs> In English is hard too for me. So, yeah. Oh, and so effectively the thing that you you find that hard because people struggle to deal with honesty and you want to you you don't know how to say things it's difficult saying things giving people feedback because you don't know what they're going to do and how they're going to take it uh, sometimes yes but uh, not it not not in all the cases i prefer to be sincere and I say to my students, 
mm, maybe you can keep this book later and try with this one, for example, and to try to find the good, uh, the the better way to <laughs> to give that back. Ah. Yes. Have you had anyone get mad at you when you've been honest? Have you had anyone say, Marita, how dare you say that? How dare you? Have you had anyone really sort of get like that? Maybe like a joke, yes. But uh, no, they don't get angry. I try to use uh, uh, words that can't hear their feelings because I understand. I actually, I'm start, in the past, I start a read the um, girl with the dragon tattoo uh, by Stig Larsson in English. It's her book. And I only read, I think, one page because it was impossible. It's like complex book. So one student <laughs> gave me as a present a book for children's. I said, Maritza, maybe you can try this one. <laughs> I said, yeah, you're right. I have to follow my advice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, siete, nueve, uh, seis. Uh, como digamos? Um, am I fluent in Spanish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I, 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 I love, I do love the language. I think Spanish is like French, as you said before, is quite a beautiful language. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, in the past, I, I study uh, Norwegian. I'm study Swahili. So, and I was studying English too. Oh wow! But I, it was a crazy time. With the language and I am realized that I love my I love my language and Norwegian is really hard I think hardest than English uh, because it's a big deal to pronunciate to see the difference to hear the difference in the consonants because if you said a, a wrong a pronunciation if you uh, pronounced uh, bad uh, some consonant in a word in a sentence to change completely the meaning so it's more it's hardest in Norwegian uh, but in English I, I, I see that um, it's okay if you make mistakes but in Norwegian no it was hard for me and Swahili it was I I think it was fun to learn that language. I forget all my Swahili. I forgot that I learned in Norwegian uh, language, but I spent a lot of fun time uh, learning Swahili uh, because sounds like a, a song. It's like the combination of the vowels and consonants are crazy, but it's a beautiful language. One thing but I do. I love that's yeah. you love it. You love it. You love it. Yeah, yeah. I I love learn new uh, languages, but I know I I know some sentence in Mandarin and I know some sentence in Korean. I know some sentence in Japanese, 
and what another language in Arabic and no French French I just can say mexico <laughs> and I am open to learn new languages it's hard do you find it funny no funny I love I love I love it's it's, it's I would like to learn English in that uh, with that accent because I found the British accent like uh, classy, like I don't know, it's it's I don't know how to explain, but it's different. I love it. The I love the accent. Um, even in United States, uh, some accents uh, depend of the the region or depend of the states. It's hard for me. Uh, people from the south they 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 have a hard accent to me so I, I have to say please can you repeat again because i can understand that i'm just saying but i i try i try to understand <laughs> one thing that i would find quite yeah so it brings me to another question do what with your husband does he say a lot of funny things in spanish because of his accent and because he's from america uh, it's it, in, interesting because uh, he learned spanish on the street we say on the street in la calle uh, he never take spanish lessons and uh, he used uh, some words that i don't use i said where you learn that i said in the street Okay, <laughs> and um, he has a lot of friends from Mexico, and he has family in Cuba. So his accent is really clear. It's he sounds like uh, Latino, I, yeah, like yeah, like Latin American people, and. Um, about the jokes in English. Okay, we make we make jokes, uh, but using a, a Spanish. For example, I sometimes I don't know how I say something in English. I use English instead of, and I have a couple uh, phrases, uh, favorite phrases in English that you can find literal translation in Spanish. For example, I nailed it. So I use that that phrase because. I, I, I like that uh, phrase, but in Spanish, I think in Mexico, they use another expression. We use here another expression, maybe in South America, the translation for I knew that it's different. So I can't uh, translate, oh, I can find a literal translation for that uh, phrase. Okay. So. Uh, sometimes I use uh, that kind of phrases in in situations that don't fix and my husband said that don't make sense I said for me it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we make uh, we make jokes about the language in that way one thing I want to look at so you said a bit about what what's the wrong thing to do when learning Spanish but could you give like a short sort of like what, what are the five worst things you can do 
or you'd say the worst things you've seen students try and do when they're trying to learn Spanish and they shouldn't do? Okay, they, they, they should not or they shouldn't? Shouldn't. Okay. Uh, I think... Um, <laughs> the correct forms the or oh, the, the current form to the correct forms to learn the language uh, for me it's uh, grammar use grammar and idiomatic expressions practicing both increase understanding not only focus on grammar not only focus on the language uh, the street language both i think both are the best increase the understanding and having a person to practice with and talk to because the Spanish language is like a muscle. If you don't exercise, it doesn't grow. That happens to me with the Swahili language and the Norwegian language. And use the, vocabula the vocabulary you have learned. There is no point to keep it in writing in the notebook or the tablet. If you feel a lot of notebooks, if you have a lot of apps in your tablet, but you don't try to use it to apply that new words in the current language in your, in your conversations, uh, that uh, it doesn't uh, work, it don't work it. Um, use the vocabulary uh, or reading a book in Spanish or watching a series that you has already seen, uh, been seen or read in the native language. In the same way, trying to remove the subtitles sounds counterproductive, but allows the student uh, to focus more. If you are a beginner student, you can use the subtitles, but as you progress, it's better, better not to use them. Uh, that works a lot with me uh, to increase, to get better my, my English. I realized that I um, omit the subtitles. My here, it's uh, getting better. Make a language immersion, but not now. It's not, it's not possible. But uh, make a language immersion beside the country of the language you want to learn. It's a really good way to to learn the language and now it's not possible but you can take uh, online lessons and make use of podcasts but podcasts that you can understand you can pause you can adequate to your level and write and read uh, in the language that you want to learn because uh, the problem is that if you want to to, to read something or if you don't try to, to write in the language that you want to learn and you are not a, a, a exercise a, your muscle. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all. And, okay. And who, one thing I want to ask you, do you know any, because I had someone on a podcast a while ago, uh, actually a couple of days ago, he said he speaks eight languages. 
and he says he knows someone that speaks 20 languages. Okay, okay. What is the question? The question is, I mean, so you've, you've learned with Swahili and Norwegian, but I mean, so you can speak like four or five languages, is that right? Uh, if I can speak the language or what is exactly the word? So you can speak five languages, right? No, no, only <laughs> so-so English, <laughs> Spanish, of course, Swahili and Norwegian. No, I don't uh, increase that language. I don't um, make an immersion. I can't speak uh, Norwegian fluent. Oh, no, 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 no. And Swahili, I forgot all the Swahili. I learned the language eight years ago, but now I can say it. I speak, I only speak Spanish in kind of English, <laughs> but only, only two languages. Pablo Espanol. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Um, Pablo so, Norwegian. Pablo Swahili. <laughs> no, no, no. Ongea. Nini ongea kido ki Swahili. Oh, okay. Nini ongere ki Swahili. That means I speak a little bit Swahili. Okay. <laughs> See, Spanish lesson already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and who, but how do you, how do you try and remember five languages? How, how do you balance all of that? Oh, it's, it's hard because uh, I think I want to know about uh, the experience persons who speak uh, five or seven or eight language because when I was learning Swahili, Norwegian and at the same time I was trying to improve my Spanish, my English I say and sometimes my brain it was like I want to say a spoon but I can remember the Spanish word to spoon uh, so sometimes I use English sometimes I use Swahili and in Spanish I forgot like Spoon. How I say this in Spanish? My brain it was like, and sometimes I was talking with friends in Spanish, and I can't remember the words in Spanish. I use Swahili. I use Norwegian. Or uh, when I was uh, talking with my friend from Tanzania, because with my friend from Tanzania I was uh, practicing my Swahili. I use Swahili English, like, because sometimes I, oh, I say this in Spanish, or oh, I say this in English. Okay, I use Swahili. So I realized, like, I mixed the, the words sometimes uh, because uh, my brain, it was like processing all the words, all the vocabulary. And yeah, it was, it, it's hard, but it's fun. I think it's fun. Mm. I think the learning is like a roller coaster. Uh, sometimes uh, you are feeling good with your language for, for, uh, for the learning process. Uh, you feel that you are learning a lot of, a lot of stuff, but uh, some days it's down. Like you say, oh my God, where is my English? Where is my Spanish? Where is, because it's hard. It's hard. For me, it's like a 
like a roller coaster. Okay. And what what would you say is the what is the best what's the fastest you've seen anyone learn Spanish? Uh, the the students who speak more than English, I see they are faster to learn the language Europeans. Uh, they speak uh, quickly. The let me let me see. The, oh. Well, no, but who's who's been who's been exa an example? Who's like so? When you've been teaching, who is someone that's learnt Spanish and become fluent very quickly? Um, if 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 I have example, uh, yes, I think uh, yeah, a couple students they increase their their Spanish quickly. But why? I realized that it's not only my work, it's uh, work in work together. But I realized that the students have next to a notebook, but not only the notebook, the curiosity, because they hear new words like, Maritza, what means this? Uh, I heard this. Jester, I, I, I hear this on the street. What means this? Please help me. Or, uh, I want to learn uh, that expression. Oh, they have the curiosity. So I see that they fresh the, their, their selves to, to use the Spanish and not use the English words because they know the, in the Spanish words. So they try to use the, the words. So mm -hmm. I realized they, they increase, they speak or they learn. Yeah, kind of faster, yeah. And what is like under? What's maybe have a think here? <laughs> if you think about this, um, yeah. How 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 long does it take on average to become fluent in Spanish if you're English? Hmm. What's what's the quickest? <laughs> What's the slowest and what's the sort of general rate? Depends of, I think depends of, if you are in your country, it's take a, a little bit more time. Why? Because all your work, your family, your friends, your work is in your native language, English. So the only, the only time that you take to practice the language is one hour per week. So if you dedicate only one hour uh, per week to study a new language, uh, it's gonna take quite time. Yeah, a little more, more time than, than usual. Um, but if you dedicate uh, time, even that you only are taking one lesson per week, uh, you can increase increase your your language, but you have to um, uh, take that like okay. Let me let me think. Um, yes, you have to you have to see that issue because it's hard. It's hard when you don't have uh, in your war uh, in your city who 
the person who who practice language so it's hard take more time but uh, if you make a immersion or if you try it's quickly it's quickly i sing students to to speak spanish in i think eight weeks i think like uh, yeah yeah not like went like with the subjunctive or uh, but they understand they can start a conversation uh, yeah yeah how, how do you immerse yourself in a language but take a lot of time how do you immerse yeah you said you got to immerse yourself in a language but what if you don't live there okay i i think that the, the good way is uh in your uh, home try to uh read a book or watching a series listen a good genre <laughs> music uh, genre and um take online lessons I think it's a good way now in this time, in, in this crazy time of COVID-19, I think the good way to, to improve the, the language is take lessons online because um, you can um, keep uh, the learning process. You can keep with the learning process. Okay. Um, who are your heroes in terms of language teachers? Who do you look up to? Okay, okay. Who are my heroes? <laughs> okay. Yeah, if I have to give a names, I going to I would give a, a long list. <laughs> so um, they are all the those women and men who fight for the rights for social cohesion, indigenous and no indigenous women activists, activists for the LGBTQ plus community who fight every day for equality. But uh, with the language, <laughs> it's hard to... Uh, yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, tell me. Okay, but what about... There must... So there's, there's no one in language that you look up to? With the language, I don't have a model to, to follow, I think, no. I, I like, uh, for example, Noam Chomsky. I, who more, who more? Uh, in Spanish, uh, some writers like, in Spanish writers, Spanish writers like uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Mm, yeah, I think. Okay. And what are values that, have, that are most important to you? What values do you consider important? Honesty, the okay. uh, bravery, what? Yes, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Honest, honestly, respect, and um, who more? <laughs> yes, honestly, respect, 
and to be loyal uh, at your feelings and um, to be loyal with your friends. I think the loyalty is really important and yeah, to be, to fight, to, to fight for the, the right things, for the human rights to, yeah, I think are not values that, but equality and to try to fight for the quality. I think it's, uh, for me, it's a, it's a value, but I think it's not a value, but yeah. You have to be honest, you have to be, you have to respect the, the, the thoughts and the opinions of the, the other people. Okay. So you, for people that are in your circle and people that you respect, they got to be respectful, honest, and they got to fight for equal rights. Yes. Okay. And any other sort of things do you consider important? in someone uh, okay hmm. hmm to be open to be open to receive the new knowledge uh, because when you think that you or, or your opinion is right you're gonna find a lot of uh, uh, arguments you're gonna find, yeah exactly so you have to be open. Uh, I have a teacher who used to tell me who gets angry, uh, lose. You know what I mean? Okay. And who, who argue, who get argue, lose. So, and, and one more, th the, the last question that I'd like to ask you is what would you like to plug? And by plug, I mean in like what, like your social media, your like links for people to learn less Spanish off you. Like what, if people want to get in contact with you, where do they go? Okay, now I have a, a page in uh, Facebook, but the name is in Spanish, so it's hard to read. And uh, the name of the page is Charlando con Maritza y Amigos, because I did the last year a podcast in Spanish. Uh, but the podcast it's about um, about the community LGBTQ plus uh, in Guatemala uh, because we have a struggle for the, the fight for the human rights of this community. So I one friend and I we made a podcast about this issue in Guatemala. So I made this page and so is the for now is the only page that you can find me okay and um yeah and it, it's been it's been great to have you on maritza thank you for coming on thank you marvin thank you for the invitation and yeah just want to say uh best of luck to you like take care look after yourself and hopefully i'll learn some spanish lessons off you soon